Hi, Hauser, and welcome to this week's episode of How's We Manage, where we aim to inspire, bring joy, and teach you better ways to manage yourself. This week, we're excited to kick off our leadership series where you'll hear from various Housers from around the globe to learn more about their professional path, their stories, their triumphs, failures, all of it. Today, we'll be featuring Kelly Williams, our regional sales manager out of our Orange County office. Kelly radiates positivity and is an incredible example of someone who defined their why early and let their career path unfold from there. We hope you enjoy this conversation. Let's get right into it. Kelly, thank you so much uh, for joining us here today on How's We Manage. For those of you who have not met Kelly Williams, she has been with the company for just over seven years, and uh, she has been given the name Momager (laughs) by many near and far because of her amazing ability to demonstrate what it means to be a leader inside and outside the home. And um, I just know speaking from my own experience with Kelly, I've had the privilege of working alongside her for some time now, and she's just always been the type of person who goes out of her way to make time for you. She's exceptional at making people feel heard and understood. And I truly believe that's one of the reasons why uh, she has so much influence. So Kelly, thanks for joining us. And we are excited to hear more about your career path today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. And I love the name Momager. I want everybody to call me Momager. It suits you very well. Okay, so Kelly currently is the regional sales manager. So let's kind of take a look back. Have you always been in sales? Is that where you started? I have, yes. I started um, when I was actually in high school. I started working for a company, just doing a little bit of filing and answering phones. And then that led into sales at the same company. Uh, Started making some initial calls and and learned how to uh, convince somebody to take an appointment with me and learned, you know, the SDI process and what an ROI means. So yes, I've been in sales since I was about 18 or 19 years old. Wow. Okay. So yes, you are a true expert. So walk us through, um, and you can start from wherever you want in your career path, but what led you to house? What led me to house? So I was working for a company called Top Form Data, and I was selling business forms. Nobody uses forms anymore. Um, But I sold business forms for a long time to dental offices and medical offices. And it was a great career for me. Um, After 20 years of being at Top Form Data, they um, decided they were going to sell the company. The owner fell ill, and um, they started looking into selling the company. So that was my gentle nudge to start looking for something else. Um, didn't know what was out there. I had never looked for a job. I started at the same company when I was in high school, followed it through college and stayed there for years and years and years. Um, so once I started doing a little bit of research, I found house and I'll never forget the day Lisa Rambo called me and talked to me about possibly coming to an open house. Um, (laughs) and I, I honestly, I wasn't even familiar with the website. So I took a pause and pause and I looked at the website and thought, wow, this is, this is pretty fantastic. So went to the open house and then five interviews later, I got the job of a sales rep at house. <laughs> yes. The early days, the uh, many, <laughs> many interviews. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, Kelly, I'd love to dig into that part of your story. Cause you mentioned uh, same company it was 20 years, high school, college. It, it sounds like it followed you through a lot of different life transitions. So 
maybe walk us throughout that time. What were some of the challenges that you faced as, um, I know at the time, just cause I know you, you had young children and it sounded like you were taking on different responsibilities and maybe your role had shifted throughout that time. So can you walk us through just that season and maybe some of the challenges you faced and some of the things you learned? Sure. So yes. So during that time after college, um, my husband decided that he wanted to apply to medical school. So I knew that was my time that I was going to have to really dig in. And, um, you know, I wanted, I wanted to start our family early. And so we had to make this big decision. Do we want to be pretty young parents and have kids while he's in medical school and I have to work full time? Or do we want to be a little bit on the older side and wait until he was done with medical school and residency? Um, and we decided, let's just go for it. So I had to have that can do it type of attitude and roll up my sleeves and just get it done. The biggest challenge I would say during that time was working full time with a newborn baby. And then we had a second, a second son two years later. So that was a little bit challenging. Um, the other challenging part to that was 24 years ago, you didn't, we didn't have the maternity leave that some of you moms have now, which is fantastic. I had to go back to work when the, the kids were six weeks old. So is, you know, I didn't want to have to put them in daycare at a month and a half years, you know, a month and a half old, but mm -hmm. I had to do it. And I knew that was the decision that we made. We wanted to start our family young. So, you know, we had to do it and they grew up and they became okay, but they were at daycare, you know, at six 30 in the morning at six weeks old, my, my boys, both of them had to go to daycare. Um, so that was a little bit challenging, just learning to um, trust and accept the whole process of being, of being a mom and a working mom. And um, the great thing about it was I had fantastic hours. So I was able to work 6.30 to three. So I still felt like I had my whole evening with my boys, but that was definitely a challenge. Yeah, absolutely. I know speaking for myself as well, having young kids, it's you always feel pulled in a million directions. So when I think of our organization at House, we have so many young parents. And what would you say to encourage them for those who are the season that you just spoke of that you, you're kind of now in a different season, kids in college? What, what would you say to encourage the parents um, right now who are in kind of that building family years and they're also trying to juggle work and that responsibility? What would you say? I would say definitely lean on their family and their friends. So I had a hard time, you know, raising my hand and saying I need help. So in, in hindsight, I would have accepted more help from my mom when she wants to pick the kids up and take them out for a few hours or, you know, wants to go to the grocery store for me or help me with the laundry. I would say, um, say yes to those people that want to help you. It will help you and it makes them feel good at the same time. So lean on your close family and friends. Um, also, you know, I have a strong faith, so I had to stay in faith. And I could look forward and know that this time of my life, this season of my life was going to end. Um, so just a little bit of forward thinking. Mm -hmm. um, and I think also your attitude is everything. So if you want to sit back and think this is really, really hard and I don't have time and I'm so tired, you're going to feel so tired. But if you wake up in the morning, you know, nobody's perfect. You can't do it every single day. But if you wake up in the morning for most days and say, today's going to be a good day, I'm glad I just have life and I've got energy and I've got enthusiasm and I have a family and a roof over my head and food in the refrigerator and a fantastic job and just embrace it. 
you have more energy to conquer the whole day. So I do believe that um, attitude shapes your success and your happiness. Yeah, I, I love that. And I, I 100% agree with you. And you are absolutely a person who who lives that mantra of, you know, just wake up and seize the day and do your best and let that be enough. And I've always loved that about you. I, I, try. I, I try. And you know what, there are days that I slip up to. And you, you can't be so hard on yourself. And you've got to shake it off. And the next day is a new day. So, you know, it's easy yeah. to say, just wake up happy every single day. And, and that, you know, that that's a little hard to do, but you've got to just shake it off and the next day know that it's a new day and it's going to be a better day. No, definitely. You're, you're so right. So I definitely think that when I think of a lot of your attributes, your outlook, your willingness to just kind of, what's that phrase? I'm so bad with phrases sometimes. Um, <laughs> what are we trying to say? Like, just get in and get your hands dirty? Yes, I don't know. Yes, yes. But yes, there's thought, there's process, there's, there's value in being thoughtful, but sometimes you just got to do, like, just do it. And you've always had such a can-do attitude, but I'm curious from your perspective, that's one thing that I think contributes to your success and, and the path you've taken. Cause for those who don't know Kelly's full story, it's, you know, she started as an account executive and she worked her way up to a sales manager and she is now managing this massive department of, um, of sales at house. She's a regional manager. And I'm curious what you think, Kelly, what, what behaviors you exhibited, what types of attitude mindset do you um, embody that you think has contributed to your success? You know, when I started at House, I was one of the folks that didn't come to House thinking I wanted to go into management. I really, I love sales. If anybody knows me, they knows how, know how much I love sales. I'm still joining calls and giving feedback. I love it. I'm a true salesperson at heart. So I didn't come to House thinking I wanted to be a manager. It just sort of happened. One thing that I do remember when I started at House was thinking, you know, we had a really youthful team when I started of about maybe 30 people. And I thought to myself, I think I'm gonna be at house. I think I'm gonna get this job because I'm gonna be a really great salesperson because I already believe in their product. And I know I can sell something that I believe in, but I also knew I wanted to be a role model to the, the youthful people at house and the, the younger generation. Um, and I walked out of my last interview went into the parking lot and called my mom and said, mom, I'm going to get this job because I'm going to change some lives. I wanted to be that momager and it sort of just happened. I wanted to show young folks that you can be a working mom. You can be a wife. You can do it all. You can be a professional and a mom and a wife all at the same time. So I feel like there were a lot of different reasons why I got the job at house. How did I get into the management area? It just sort of happened. Um, I became a team lead and then I became a manager and I wasn't sure if I wanted to give up being the individual contributor, but once I was reminded that I can still affect a lot of lives um, by going into management and I could still jump on the calls and I could still essentially be selling while I'm training and coaching, it just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I'm really answering your question, but I feel like I was just guided to go that direction. 
I, I feel like it's so encouraging, Kelly, to hear you say that because I think a lot of times people assume I have to have this perfectly defined path and know exactly what I want. And of course, there is value in having some sort of understanding of where you want to go. But what I love about your story is you have always clearly defined a why for yourself. And in this case, it was, you know, to have influence with these business owners you're working with, to have influence with this youthful um set of colleagues that you had in front of you and you just let that why drive you. you you've always followed what, what you're passionate about. And I've told you this a million times. It's, I think back on so many of my experiences, like the first time I had a baby and coming back to work and you were the person I called, uh, you know, this is a new transition. It's hard. How do I set boundaries? How do I do these things? And you always modeled them so well, but then you also made yourself available to speak truth into a lot of us who needed that extra support. So thank you for that. Aww, thank but, you. But no, of course. But I, yeah, I, I just think that's so neat to know that you don't always have to know what the exact next step is, but if you know why you're doing what you do, things will tend to fall into place and that's where they are for you. More. Yep. Couldn't agree yeah. with you more. I think sometimes when we try to plan everything out perfectly, it doesn't always work out the way that we, we were trying to plan it, right? Sometimes plans go a different direction. And again, I never um, started at house thinking, I want to be a manager or I want to be a regional sales manager. Um, some of these positions weren't even developed at that time. I just knew I wanted to go. I wanted to sell. I wanted to be a role model. I wanted to be influential if I could. And I just let it take its course. Yeah. That's so, so encouraging. I hope that encourages the people who are, who are going to listen to this. Can you think back on a time where, I, I think because your attitude is so positive, and I mean that as a compliment, you probably view failures as learning lessons, so this might be difficult for uh -huh. you to answer, but if you could think of a time that in your mind in that moment you thought, oh man, like this is a failure, I messed up, mm -hmm. what, what happened, how did you overcome it, and if you could go back to Kelly in that moment, what would you say to her? The first thing that comes to mind is, I don't know if all of you know this about me, but I did want to be a medical doctor. I wanted to be a pediatrician all my life since, since I was little, I think first grade, I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to be a pediatrician. I, every, anyone who knows me knows how much I love kids. Well, when I started going to college, you know, you do all your prerequisites and your undergrad work. And then I hit a little bit of a wall with these anatomy and physiology classes and physics and chemistries. And to get into medical school, you literally need straight A's, especially in all those classes. And I was struggling. I was struggling with the B minus, the C plus, like didn't matter how many tutors I had, how hard I studied. It was challenging for me. Um, and fast forward, uh, you know, I had met my husband when we were in college and and he wanted to go to medical school. He was taking the same classes. We were in the same classes together and he was getting the A's and I was getting the B's, the C's in these classes. And I had to take a hard look at myself and say, is this really what I want to do? Is it worth like repeating classes? You know, I'm struggling. And I, I felt like a failure at that time. And when I decided to give it up, that's when I really dove in to my sales job. And I, we realized we wanted to have kids. We wanted to get married. We wanted to buy our first house. And I felt like that was my sign that maybe it wasn't meant for me to be a pediatrician. I was loving sales. We were starting our family. We were, we were in New Mexico at the time going to school. We could buy our first starter house. And so I followed that path. But I remember going to some of my husband's medical school functions and seeing these other women doing it. And I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And I felt like a failure. 
but you're right. I know now that I'm in the exact position that, that was meant for me to be in. Um, changing a lot of lives, not through medicine and interacting with patients, but through um, being in an office when we were in an office. And now I'm trying to, to change lives and be an influence through Zoom and phone calls and things like that. Um, but I would say that was a time in my life for six months to a year, I sort of felt like a failure. Oh, I'm so glad. I never knew that about you, but I'm, I'm so glad you shared that story because I know every person who knows you and sees you looks at you and thinks she's so confident, like she'll figure anything out. It's, it's so hard to envision you ever feeling insecure. Um, I think a lot of us women in the workplace do that unintentionally. It's we, we set our bar when we compare ourselves to other people and it can be really unhealthy. And I, I love sure. that you were able to fi find your calling and something that you loved and that just radical acceptance of no, like this, this is where I'm supposed to be. And it looks different than I thought, but that's okay. Yep. Yep. For sure. This might be somewhat related, but I guess when you looking back, what do you wish you had known when you set off into the working world? Like if there's anything you could think back to, what do you wish maybe you I could do a little different? Probably would have gotten a mentor, like a business professional mentor. I had mentors in my life. I'm close to my aunties and my mother and people like that. But I love the program that you guys, your team has developed with this mentorship. And I think it would have been smart for me to have an outside mentor who was just a kick butt female professional that I could have learned from. That's so good if advice. I could go back, that's what I would have done. Yeah. That's great. Who has, speaking of leaders and learning from other people, who has been an influential leader in your life that um, you've had over your career that um, just has made a memorable impact on you? So I don't know if you know this either, but when I worked um, at this previous company, my mom worked there. My mom started at the company as the receptionist. And let me remind you, she never went to college. My mom did not graduate high school. Um, she started our family very young at the age of 16 and didn't go wow. back to work until I was in junior high. So my mom started at this company again as a receptionist, worked her all, all the way up to the vice president. So I had um, the experience, the great experience of working with my mother for 20 years in the office. I also got to work from home for 12 years. So we worked back then. It wasn't really virtually yet. It was all over the phone. And she was part of the sales division at one time when she was the general manager before becoming the vice president. And she just embodied this enthusiasm for the company, for life, for sales. And she was my mom, but she was also my boss at the time. And I loved her enthusiasm. So I've really tried to emulate my mom, which a lot of people call her Lala. Um, a couple of the employees that still work at house know of her as Lala and they always tell me, can you think of another Lala-ism that you can teach me? Because I've learned so much from her outside of work, but also in the workplace. So she's, she's really been my, my work role model. And now she's, um, you know, at retirement age and she's still selling real estate. She's wow. just got so much motivation and grit and just zest for life. I just want to be just like her. That's so amazing. And I even think when at the beginning of this conversation, we were talking about young parents, what would you say to encourage them? You just gave such a great example of, we hear this all the time, you know, our kids learn by what we do, not what we say. And 
what a, what a great privilege we have as working parents to demonstrate hard work and show what that can look like. And that you can, while it's not easy, it is possible to have a career and be a wife and be a mom and, and do all these things. And, um, I, that's, that's amazing that you had that type of example from your mom. Yep. Okay, Kelly. Well, um, just to kind of wrap this up for today, I just, I think you have so much wisdom to share. I wish I could just sit and talk to you all day. Uh (laughs) um, Let's kind of turn the focus over to house here. And what would you say is your favorite thing about being a houser? What do you think I'm going to say? I'm guessing it's going to start with a J. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm guessing. It's the people. Of course. I always say we only hire great, fantastic people. I, I literally tell my team all the time. I love them. These are people that, you know, if, if I ever wasn't at house anymore, I would want to keep in contact with these people. I love the people. I love the camaraderie. I love that we truly are a family. You know, unfortunately, in November of last year, we had a few tragedies. And what I witnessed was just amazing. I've always said, God forbid there's a tragedy in my life. I would have like 500 people wrapping their arms around me. And I believe that. And thank God I haven't had a tragedy in my life that I've needed that type of support. But we did have a couple at house and the crazy amount of love and support, it it was unreal. I mean, people don't believe it when I tell them this when they don't work at house. We really are a family. As silly as it might seem, I do feel like I have a family at home and then I have a family at house. So I love the people. Of course, I love the product and I love selling and I love all of, you know, the extra nice, fun little perks we get, but it, it boils down to the people and the support. Yeah. I, I love that. And it's always my favorite question I get in interviews. What's your favorite thing about house? The yep, people. The people. Um, yeah. So special. Well, that, that's, that's amazing. Um, you've talked a lot about your career path, just how you always knew your why and that, that kind of led you into different roles that you were passionate about. It made sense for you. So just to end for today's episode, if you can think about housers who are maybe just joining the company, those who really want to work hard and, and have influence, what, what one piece of advice would you give to them? My best advice would be stay motivated, have some fun with it, wake up every day with a positive attitude if you can and just just embrace it just have fun have some fun with it and be grateful that we all work for such a phenomenal company and um hang in there when you when you're in a little bit of a slump you've got to just hang in there right day after day the next day is a new day there's a new week there's a new month shake it off Okay. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for, again, just your time today, all the wisdom that you shared with us. I love your energy. I love your authenticity and just all the joy you bring. And uh, you're an amazing leader. I hope those who haven't met you get the opportunity to interact with you at some point. Uh, But we appreciate you stopping by to uh, be a guest speaker on the podcast today. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Jesse. What a great opportunity to learn from one of House's very best. We hope you enjoyed our conversation with Kelly Williams and you were encouraged by the fact that it's okay if the next steps in your career aren't crystal clear at this moment. If you work hard, if you have a great attitude and you are clear on why you do what you do, chances are the right door will open. 
hope you have a great week and we'll see you next time on How's We Manage.